For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Discover a healthier, happier you with Veganuary 2024. Your health isn't just small potatoes, it's a big deal. So this January, you are invited to make a change that matters by trying Veganuary's 31-Day Vegan Challenge. Switching to a plant-based diet reduces your carbon footprint and makes a positive impact for animals. Every meal is a vote for the kind of world you want to create. Ready to make a change? Sign up today at Veganuary.com. Vote for veggies. For the ring, I was yelling out your shame for the championship. Fucking on town, duck down. Falcons, pluck, get shut down. Panthers ain't much touchdown. The vision really belong to us now. So much hate on the Saints, you could probably tell. Ever since Bounty Gate hit the NFL, when things seem fishy, then you probably smell. The crooked referees are Roger Goodell. Yeah. like this, and I'm a who that. Every day I'm living, I'm a who that. Lose all winning, I'm a who that. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You're now rocking with the Sports Coma with Big Q and the guys where we have intense, entertaining, educating, and enlightening sport talk from your favorite sports family. Shout out to the fam. Appreciate y'all being in this episode of the Coma. Please, uh, like I've been saying for some time, thank y'all for being in this joint. I uh, hope you guys had a fantastic, fantastic, absolutely fantastic uh, Christmas. Hope you guys got everything that you wanted. Hope your stocking wasn't full of coal unless you was using it to put into something to keep you warm. <laughs> uh, but shout out to the fam. I hope y'all are doing fantastic, man. Hope your families are happy. Hope you're doing good. Or if they aren't, hope you are headed in the right direction. And the name of this stream, man, is Eagles QB Jalen Hurts. Pushes to play for Saints despite shoulder injury. He wants to come back. But let me get you guys buck. If you're a little down, I know the Saints are currently on a two-game winning streak. Shouldn't change the overall trajectory of what we should do at the at the coach position, even though <clears throat> you, you'll hear the Saints advocate for it because they're not visionaries. 
But let's hear what our coach, that's right, the coach of the Saints, Dennis Allen, has to say after that win. Did y'all see this one? If you hadn't, like to hear it go. Look at Dennis Allen. We said this was going to be a game about mental toughness. The most mentally tough team was going to win this game. Yeah. And start this thing out down 10 to nothing and fight and scratch and claw our way back into it, then get a lead, then have to finish it at the end. Yo, like that was that was that was big boy NFL football. That was big boy NFL football. All right, okay. I don't have a game ball here with me right now, but I do have one game ball to give out. Okay, it's not for any of you. It's for the it's for the equipment staff. Hell, after watching that, man, I, I, I would I nominate to put the equipment man, the equipment manager as the head coach. <laughs> he got more. He got more out of the team than Dennis Allen did. <laughs> Let's make the equipment manager the head coach. Let's make him the head coach family. I mean, damn, they all went to bat for him, man. That's what I'm talking. <laughs> but anyway, fam, I just wanted to get y'all laughing and uh bucking on this thing man but anyway let's get it let's get it going man we got the interview we're gonna play right here from dennis allen on thoughts after the win here we go offense is kind of predicated on the run game and how everything kind of kind of starts off that can you just talk about the last couple of weeks where you know it really seems to have have dug in with the run game where you guys have been kind of imposing your will some and and controlling the clock and control the uh the momentum that way yeah, look, I think that's been an important part of, of what we've we've been able to do the last couple of weeks is is kind of get the run game going and be able to uh, to lean on the run game a little bit. I think it's really about, you know, getting those rushing attempts. And um, and so um, I think we had. You know, close to 40 rushing attempts in the game uh, the other day. And so <clears throat> I think that's, you know when you're at your best is when you're able to, to, you know, run the ball and run the ball effectively and, and run it, uh, you know, 40 times. And then obviously you're, you're, you're keeping your defense off the field. You're limiting the amount of time the opposing offense is out there. And, and, and so I think that's a big part of having success. You mentioned the attempts. How important is it to continue to go after it, even when you, you know, you might have a two yard run, but just to maintain the patience. Yeah, look, I think that's important because, you know, the run game is more about um, staying, staying with it and staying committed to it. Um, you know, and, and, and look, that, it, it's difficult to do in a game where you're down 10 to nothing, but yet we stayed committed to it um, and it ended, all, ended up paying off for us in the end. Well, and the reason why you had to stay committed to it because the, the passing attack was once again inconsistent. Um, the running attack is the only path to success for the Saints in any regard. And whatever slim title hopes that uh, the Houdats believe that we have in this upcoming season with two games left 
Tampa won that one against the Arizona Cardinals. I anticipated them doing that because the Cardinals on a third string quarterback. They're not a very good football team, but they almost beat them. Uh, truth be told. So uh, we'll see what the next couple of games look like. But the reality at the end of the day is that's how the Saints were able to galvanize and get to win. Elvin Kamara, Taysom Hill, the running attack help uh, they, that carry the day. And that's what I've said this entire season is if you can't run the ball, you will not win because the Saints offense, passing offense, that is, is so bad. They're so inconsistent uh, that you can't put a full game plan on their backs because they're, the offense is, hit, is leaderless. They don't have a quarterback at the key position. I am no, no disrespect to Andy Dalton, but he's nobody's leader, you know? So, uh, and of course guys come in and out of the play, but there's no leader. uh, And that's why that passing attack is so despondent. You know, there's not a series of plays that the saints can go to consistently to bear fruit. I was really surprised a couple of games ago when the saints were able to strike back to back touchdown drives and go up 14, but they couldn't consistently establish that and keep that going throughout the entirety of the game because that is the problem. The Saints are leaders, listen, in the game as important as football, and so far as at the quarterback position, if you don't have a leader, you will not win very many games. So, you know, it's that's just what it is. So let's finish up with Dennis Allen. I won't play a lot of his stuff, family, because we all heard it before, Sunshine Anderson, uh, but we'll hear a few more minutes and we'll get out of here. Dennis, on the flip side of that, how do you think your uh, your you guys did slowing down Cleveland's run game, um, just especially in the conditions you guys were facing out there on Saturday? Yeah, look, I thought overall, I thought we did a really nice job of uh, you know defending their run game. Um, there was obviously a few plays that that uh, uh, you know we didn't do quite as good a job on, uh, but I thought overall, um, you know, I think that's a, a really good running football team. Uh, and, and so I thought overall, I thought we did a nice job. Yeah, what kind of progress? That is true. The Saints defense, running game and defense, key to success, not just the Saints, but any football team that's relevant. Um, but looking at what happened in the game, the Saints did a, a pretty good job in slowing down the Cleveland Browns rushing attack. That guy was a top five running back in the NFL coming into the game. That was the second best time of possession offense in the NFL. And really, the thing was about it, I don't want to steal nothing from the success the Saints had in the game, but really, 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 it boiled down to two things that really on the opposite side of the spectrum, while the Saints were very fortunate to come out of Cleveland with the win. Number one, dropped touchdown pass in the back of the end zone by Amari Cooper. Slipped down, but still had an opportunity to bring the ball in. Drop, touchdown. The second drop touchdown came later in the game when he found a guy toward the back left corner of the end zone and the guy missed the ball. It went up off his uh, hand or shoulder, whatever it was. That was another play. Deshaun Watson, I'll give you a third one. Deshaun Watson was extremely erratic in the games. He was missing on targets, three or four yards pass intended wide receivers. I mean, he was actually like, and that's why I was saying like during the game, during the the watch part, I was actually uh, giving accolades to, uh, Deshaun Watson of what he put us through in the offseason when he was trying to, uh, you know, uh, kind of leverage the, the 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 Falcons and the Saints against each other before jumping on to the Browns offer. Well, he gave that back in small increment by his play against the Saints, because had that guy been accurate on at least three or four passes, you know, it would have been a different affair. But the Saints, per se, with their adjustments, running the ball, 
And also the defense did just enough to slow down Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt and stop them from really having a serious impact on the game. So if you want to give them credit, that's the best I can do. I guess who are you guys uh, seeing from from Trevor Petting, just in you know the little bit he's been able to play? Well, I think each and every week I've seen <clears throat> I've seen progress. Um, you know, there's a few plays in this game that you look up and you know he's on a DB ten yards down the field, putting him on the ground. Uh, there was one play in the game uh, where you know he comes off the line of scrimmage, the safety kind of shoots inside he knocks him down to the ground and then goes to uh you know block the linebacker and knocks him down to the ground so uh you know that that was that was good to see so we're seeing a lot of you know significant improvement with him as, as he goes along and I just love his his toughness uh you know his mentality about uh playing the game and so it's been good to see all right, that's about enough as I'm going to do with Dennis Allen right there, but it, it pre-prattles on for another uh, eight minutes or so uh, worth of questions to him. So if you want to watch the rest of this, go to the NewOrleansSings.com video section. You'll be able to find this video. And if you can stomach it, watch it in its entirety. The Saints did get the win over the Browns. Uh, it was a it was a very in, in, super impressive win, but the Saints actually galvanized and showed some life as opposed to uh, what we've seen during the season where they'll have a fired-up game, and then the next game after that, the Saints would simply go back to sleep. Well, when they you know, they won two games in a row for the first time under Dennis Allen, uh, do they win a third one against the Eagles? And and as you know, that's the name of the title, title says Eagles and Hurts. Eagles QB Jalen Hurts pushes to play versus the Saints despite the shoulder injury. Because Jalen Hurts does realize how important this is. And this is coming by way of uh, Scott Polachek from Bleacher Report. As the Eagles, Jalen Hurts will push to play versus Saints despite the shoulder injury. And this is on the scoop. So Eagles remain one away from clinching the number one seed in the first round by an NFC following Saturday's loss to the Cowboys. And quarterback Jalen Hurts wants to return to help those efforts in NFL Network's Ian Rappaport reported that Hurst missed the Cowboys game with a shoulder injury and wants to play in the upcoming contest against the Saints. There's a real chance Jalen Hurts, who is considered day-to-day with his injury, pushes to play, Rappaport reported. The report also made it clear that, let me get that out of there. There is there, you know, it said the report made it clear that Philadelphia is planning on resting him ahead of the playoffs if he had a defeat against the, if he defeated the Cowboys and clinched the seed, according to ESPN's Adam Schefter, it was uncertain if Hurst would play with the sprained shoulder against the Saints even before the contest against the Cowboys. Now Hurst was firmly in the MVP discussion ahead of his setback and could still win if he returns to the field and leads his team to a number one seed. He has completed 67.3 percent of his passes for 3,472 yards, 22 touchdowns against just five picks while adding 747 rushing yards with 13 rushing touchdowns on the ground. The 24-year-old has taken a leap this season as a passer, overall playmaker, after combining for 22 touchdown passes and 13 interceptions in his first two years in the league. 
Philadelphia's offense still played well against the Cowboys without him. In the 40-34 loss, Gardner Minshew went 24-40 for 355. A couple of scores, a couple of picks while scoring a touchdown on the ground. And wide receiver combination of Devontae Smith, Devonta Smith and A.J. Brown torched the Dallas secondary. They combined for 14 catches for 216 and two scores, helping make up for a rushing attack that averages three point yards per carry. The return of Hertz would be a massive boost to the rushing attack because of his, the threat he provides with both his legs and attention. He draws from opposing defenses, which in turns creates lanes for Miles Sanders, a matchup with the six and nine saints should also be easier than the one against the Cowboys. They'll never say that in the NFL and Philadelphia could jump out to an early lead and then rest Hurts as it clinches the number one seed. Game, of course, January 1st, 12 p.m. And that is one of the things that you look at when most teams say it should be an easy matchup. Usually it isn't. It usually isn't. So you don't look past what the Saints could do. But the reality is, like I said, I was anticipating in the Browns matchup that the Saints couldn't put together a back-to-back solid performance and credit to them. I got to give them credit. I'm real. Credit to them. They did get a back-to-back win there uh, in Cleveland in the snow. Uh, They were able to run the ball. They were able to stop the run and they did get, you know, a few positive plays in their favor. They managed, you know, major kind of managed to not shoot themselves in the foot while allowing the Cleveland Browns, who are the same color of Kyle Dung, to shoot themselves in the foot. So it was a positive outing, even though it only represented the Saints six win of the season. But a win is a win and it's better than a loss, even an attack, a bad season in which we are currently going through. So if Hurst is pushing to get back with a sprained shoulder, it could be problematic because if he gets sacked a couple of times or even roughed up and knocked down, this could be a detriment to their season. So if I'm the coach of that team, I'm telling them no. We're not going to play Jalen Hurst. He's just too important. And by the way, we have some about the great St. Think Tank and Sports Coma scouts in the building that talked about Jalen Hurts. I was one of the dudes that advocated for us to look at Jalen Hurts. A lot of people say, oh, he don't throw the ball as well. And one thing I know about this kid is that, number one, the Saints have never beat him, have never beaten, haven't beat the Eagles since he became the starting quarterback or been playing as the quarterback. That's number one. And number two is simply because of like the the man said in the article is the dual threat ability of Jalen Hurts to be able to not only uh, stand in the pocket, but also to be able to get out of harm's way, uh, extend plays, extend plays. Discover a healthier, happier you with Veganuary 2024. Your health isn't just small potatoes. It's a big deal. So this January, you are invited to make a change that matters by trying Veganuary's 31 day vegan challenge. Switching to a plant-based diet reduces your carbon footprint and makes a positive impact for animals. Every meal is a vote for the kind of world you want to create. Ready to make a change? Sign up today at Veganuary.com. Vote for veggies. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. 
Sometimes during Christmas, something magical happens. Hey, Cricket customers. The Max with Ads plan is included with the Cricket $60 Unlimited plan at no additional cost. And this holiday season, Max is the one to watch when you're feeling festive. Son of a nutcracker. Cozy up to all the holiday classics like Elf, 8-Bit Christmas, and the Harry Potter 8 film collection. Just log in with your Cricket username and password to experience Max on all your favorite devices. Phone plan streams and standard definition programming subject to change. Fees, terms, and restrictions apply. See CricketWireless.com for details and improvise while allowing wide receivers to set up. And then he has the ability to take off and run on you if he don't like what you see up field. So he's a smart guy. He had a high IQ. He did the same thing with, with Alabama when he was there. Then Tua brother, I mean, Tua uh, Tagalavoa took over the job. And then Jalen came back in that later on there and then won the championship for him the second time around, then transferred to Oklahoma, had an excellent season with Oklahoma, got drafted. And then he was, it was only a matter of time before a player as intelligent, has all the attributes that he have, learned the system and had some success. So credit to that young brother for doing that, man. Uh, and putting the Eagles on his shoulders, the same, <laughs> uh, no pun intended, with the sprained shoulder that he currently has, can they bear the weight? I wouldn't do this. This is a gamble. Because if he gets roughed up in this game and the Saints could get to him, even if they don't sack him, they do have the, the ability to knock him down and maybe somebody gets a, a placed hit on his shoulder, all this kind of old stuff. And it can put what they trying to do in the playoffs in jeopardy because it's because of his contribution. The reason why they're sitting up there at the number one a seed in the NFC South. Now, of course, I mean, the NFC period, but in the East and the NFC at the time. So the Eagles are having a lot of success this year, and congratulations to them on that success. It's up to the Saints to spoil whatever they're trying to do. Now, it's going to be a difficult game. I'm not anticipating the Saints to go up there to, to kind of do what they did. But listen, if you look at the for the first time this season, the Saints get back-to-back wins, that means they're hitting on something. Now, does that mean Dennis Allen should stay? The only way Dennis Allen – and I really don't want Dennis Allen here, but you have a hard time getting him. I would say I don't want I want him out of here, period. But to be fair, that the only case the Saints can make really make that makes sense as opposed to saying, well, we need to give him another chance to see what he can do. No, that's not what we we don't do that here, especially when you coming off a nine and seven season. You didn't make the playoffs last year, but this team hasn't been bad like that unless we had a situation that occurred like what we had with the NFL stepped in illegally took your coach away and all this bullshit and that dropped the Saints down but the team is way too talented and we're hitting inside of a window to play with Dennis Allen we know what he's what he is and we know what he's not and he's not a head coach but the only way you keep him if if some miraculous situation that they're saying, I'm not advocating to keep him, but they will justify keeping him. Really, they have the real good justification in keeping this guy is if he can take this bad team, you know, that's under him where they're a good team, but he's he's bad, so he's solid with the team. You know, they'll adage about the rotten apple spoils the whole bunch. Well, that's what you got here. So with this happening, the only way they can really seriously to me justify it is if he gets this team into the playoffs, which is a which is you know, far cry. It's a far cry, in my opinion. Uh, Tampa Bay won against Arizona, so Tampa would have to lose its next two games, and the Saints would have to win its next two games. A very difficult contest against this guy, supposed to be coming back uh, against the team. We'll see. They say and push for it. We don't know if that's going to actually happen. They might just put, I would put Gardner Minshew in there against the Saints and keep it pushing and see if my other, because if the Saints get this guy and they rattle him up, grab a hold to him and hurt him up even more so, 
that he's his timeline could be pushed back even further. So I don't think you get desperate enough to put him in there. And I know that's jailing pushing because he wants to do it. Then rest. No, dude, you, that's a coach's decision. And hopefully the coach make the right decision. And I'm not just saying that because I think that this would be an easier out if we play the Eagles without Jalen Hurts. But for the longevity of Jalen Hurts and to what they could possibly do in the playoffs, a commonsensical thing, I would simply keep him out and put Gardner Minshew in there if he's not good to go and, and, and do that. Now, the Saints will have another tough road game in another cold situation, maybe not as cold as what it is when it was in Cleveland. We'll preview the game later on in this week. But the reality is the Saints have to win against the Eagles and they have to beat the Carolina Panthers while the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a team we were supposed to split with but got swept by, uh, we they, they have to lose two of their last games and the Saints have to win two to get in there. Crazier things have happened. That's the only way that you can seriously and ethically justify keeping Dennis Allen as the head coach is if he gets this team to win two more games and then Tampa loses and he gets him in the playoff. That is just like winning a lottery. That's like winning a lottery. So at the end of the day, I'm still saying I'm still team firing because I know what he is and I know what he isn't. And I know he isn't a head coach. I know he can't sustain winning over a long period of time. He's not a disciplined coach in which we need. He's not a meticulous coach in which you would need. He's not a communicative type of coach, a guy that can communicate what he wants you to do across the spectrum. He's not that. He's not a manager of people. He's not. He's not any of those things. He only infringes on the outer edges of those things. You see, so at some point, if you know, in the Saints, my bar, if we get closer and closer to the end of the season, it just goes on to show you that the Saints are going to ultimately uh, serve and uh, to try to justify keeping them. And you know what you need to do once the season is over. We talked about that. Now let's talk about this since we won't talk about scenarios. I hear you, Jerry. Shout out to OG. I hear you say, hell no, I'm with you on that, bro. But I'm just telling you how these people think. Listen, if I was the general manager, general manager Q, that I would have a discussion with Dennis Allen. And uh, at the end of the season, I would let Dennis Allen go and I would start the search to find another head coach. I would. That's what I would do. I would look for a head coach and the qualities that I would look in a head coach. It you know, would be a guy that has the ability to have a good that that knows about offense. Not even you talk about defense. But I would like a coach that has a idea of how to move the offense and principles of the defense. A guy that's a good communicator uh, to his players. That's a motivational guy that has the ability to not only communicate, but motivate like a guy like Willie says, as opposed to calling people out. He calls them up. I like that type of verbiage. That's motivational and positive thing, because when you coaching people and you talk to them, you've talked and you could be in sometimes talking to them while they're doing something in error. And you're calling them out. You're saying, listen, I'm trying to help you and bring them up and also hold them accountable. That is something that Dennis Allen does not do. He doesn't hold his players in any sort of accountability model. The Saints as an organization has been lacking that for years. If you think about it and and only his own Tacoma have been doing this for eight plus eight years. We've been talking about that. And I've been saying this for years. And people were saying when we we was in the crutcher winning that there will be situations that will occur that I will call out. And it was about accountability, holding people 
to a certain standard and make a show. I don't care if you're the top player on the team of otherwise you will be held accountable. Like the scenarios that happened uh, in seasons before with Elvin Kamara and the stuff that happened when he went out to the club and infected the whole running back room and all this kind of stuff. He should have been held, you know, the accountability thing. Like they care more about production than accountability about keeping the overall mindset of the team I'd understand that regardless if it's Mike Thomas or the guy at the very bottom of the, of the practice squad, if you're not doing what you're supposed to do and if you're screwing up, you will be held accountable. I don't care how much money I'm paying you. So that's something I don't think Dennis Allen has the ability to do as we've seen during this season. Okay, this is an updated, uh, this is from Bob. Shout out to Bob and the good friends over there at the Saints News Network. Saints update playoff scenario week 17. Christmas Eve victory in Cleveland. Uh, keeps New Orleans in the NFC South title hunt. However, the ma- margin for error is gone and they still need some help. Here are the postseason scenarios. And this is what Bob breaks down here. He says New Orleans Saints improved their record to six and nine with a victory at the Browns on Saturday. It's time, a uh, first time the Saints have won back to back games this season. The Saints got no help from the Arizona Cardinals who blew a lead and giving the Tampa Bay Buccaneers a victory on Sunday night. This significantly reduces the Saints chances. Now New Orleans plays. At the 13-2 Philadelphia Eagles this Sunday, they'll wrap up the season at home against the Panthers, currently 6-9 on January the 8th. The Saints have not won three in a row since a nine-game winning streak between weeks four and 13 of the 2020 season. So it's been a couple of years since we did that. So can we do it here at the back end of the season, man? You know, I severely uh, doubt that, but we'll see. By virtue of Carolina's win against the Detroit Lions on Saturday, a loss by the Saints against the Eagles would eliminate them from playoff contention. So let's get this straight. Let's get this straight, family. Let's get this. Let's get this 115 percent, family, that the Saints lose against the Philadelphia Eagles. And and it's a chance we could because the Eagles are a good team. They're the reason why they're the number one team in the NFC. Let's give them credit, you know. But the Saints lose against the Eagles. They're done. So the Saints right now know that they are a desperate team. And that's why you see Dennis Allen clutching and and, and throwing this and cussing at the, the, the in the locker room and all that after the win, because he understands that the more wins he piles up, the, the greater his chance to come in to come in back. Now, it's not a foregone conclusion that they solidify and say, hey, you can do whatever you want to do. Hey, listen, we're going to bring you back regardless. I ain't saying all that because. They understand them people got to look and read the room. They got to put their ear to the street. And that's one thing these organizations know at the at the top. It's like you got to keep your ear to the street, no matter how high you get in these organizations. You got to keep your ear to the street to see how the people on that level who support the organization uh, is thinking. Are they feeling what you're going to do? You can't be making these very unpopular decisions because if you make these very unpopular decisions and it's a groundswell of support for firing this man, a groundswell, man, it's like on, you know, some it's like on counter Trump type shit. (laughs) We got to do whatever it takes to stop him. It's like that kind of energy on Dennis Allen. I'm serious. And these wins he's piling up is not swaying. The who that nation is like, yeah, we happy for a win because we've been deprived of wins this entire season. But, you know, we still want you gone, baby. So, I mean, that, you know, because we know winning is what we supposed to do. So getting these wins like, yeah, we got the win, but that's what we supposed to do. We're supposed to be nine and six, not six and nine. 
So we're not losing that focus. We do enjoy a win, but we are not swayed by a six win club. That's supposed to be a nine win club at this point in time. But anyway, back to my point, Saints against the Eagles. If the Saints lose against the Eagles, they will be eliminated from playoff contention. The Saints would also be eliminated by the Bucks with a win over the Panthers next week. And that's what happens when you place your faith and your destiny in the hands of someone else, not you. Like in the old wise words of mystical, handle your business. Don't let your business handle you. <laughs> handle your business. Don't make your business. Oh, you know, I, I can't do all that. <laughs> All right, so that this is the thing. So the Saints lose against Philly, it's over. The Saint, the Bucks beat the Panthers, it's over. So New Orleans has lost at Philly each of the last two years. However, there remains one scenario for the Saints to win the NFC South, which is their only route into the playoffs. And and Bob breaks it down. Number one, they win their final two games against Philly and Carolina. Plus, Tampa must lose both of their remaining two games. The Bucs host the Panthers in week 17. Then they add the Falcons to finish the year. So you mean to tell me you got a route for the Falcons to get in the playoffs? Do you hear what I'm saying? Here? Did you hear what I just said? That means that you, the who that nation got to, you got to uh, 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 put your black and gold self together and sit up there and watch that week 17 matchup and hope that the Falcons, you got to go up there and help and, 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 Root for the Falcons and Big Low to win a game to get you in the playoffs. Do you hear what I just said? Crazy, man. That's absolutely crazy. If the scenario plays out, New Orleans would be the NFC South champs at 8-9. The Buccaneers and Panthers would finish at 7-10. and Tampa won at Arizona Sunday night, so currently lead, they currently lead the division with a 7-8 and record. The Panthers and Saints are second at 6-9. and New Orleans will lose a head-to-head. They they would lose a head-to-head tiebreaker with the Bucs, who swept them this season. The Saints would also lose a head-to-head tiebreaker with the Panthers. Those are both winnable games. Even if they beat them in Week 18, Carolina would win the tiebreaker based on either a better divisional record if they beat Tampa next week. For those who wonder, the Eagles have plenty of motivation for beating the Saints. For our Eagle people listening, Philly has clinched the playoff berth but needs to win one more of their final two games to win the East and clinch the conference number one seed and a first round postseason bye. Plus, more New Orleans losses would mean a higher first round pick for the Eagles in 2023, which was obtained from the Saints in the trade last spring. So let me say that again. Because I know we got them listening. Y'all put one in the chat. If the Philly people are chiming in, put one in the chat. Put one in the chat for the Philly people listening. Because you know they're going to fly, eagle, fly on this one. The Eagles have clinched the playoff berth but need one more win of their final two to win the NFC East and clinch the NFC, uh, uh, the NFC Conference number one seed and a first-round postseason bye. So not only will they win the East, but they'll get a, you know, a buy, you know, some rest in the, in that, in that first, in that, that with that number one spot. Plus beating the Saints would mean a higher pick for the Eagles in the upcoming draft. How about that? So they are double, they're triply motivated. And that's why Jalen Hurts is pushing. He pushing, man. Look, man, we got to get in here and hurt the Saints. Jalen hurt the Saints. 
That's what he's trying to do. Uh, so they got a playoff. They got a number one. They'll win the East with a win over the Saints, then clinch the number one seed in the NFC, and then get a higher seed in the 2023 draft because they beat the Saints. That's triply positive for the Philadelphia Eagles. Triply positive. You don't think them people will be motivated to do that? Wow. That's a lot of stuff there. That's a lot of stuff there. And this is going to be an interesting game here, man. Going to be an interesting game uh, between us and them. So, you know, like I look at the schedule right here. Look at this ugly schedule that we had here. The Saints, look at this. uh, Win, lose three. Then this Buccaneers game, 20 to 10. They should have beat the Panthers. They were lackluster. We can go over this whole thing. I'm going to do a season recap when it's all said and done. Thank you, brother. Prime, shout out to Prime. He says the head coach responsible for the game plan on both sides of the ball. Indeed, bro. That's 110 115% fact, baby. The Saints should have beat the, the Panthers in that September 25th matchup. When they went to London, they should have beat the Vikings. They had that game and let it go. They lost 28 to 25. They come back and beat C- Seattle. They had the Bengals game locked up. They let the Bengals get away. The Cardinals game was ridiculous. They blanked the Raiders, then come back and lose to the Ravens. They should actually, they had a chance to win that game, and they damn sure had a chance to beat the, the Steelers. They beat the Rams, then get blanked by the 49ers. They, they couldn't score two touchdowns to beat the Niners. It had been 14 to 13. Offense gave us nothing in that matchup. They, the Buccaneer game, and that was the December 5th Monday night matchup against the Buccaneers was even more winnable than the one back on September the 18th. And they gave that one away. And then on that, right after that, then they beat the Falcons 21-18, barely got through that one. Just, you know, hung around to beat the Browns. And now what would it look like against the Philadelphia Eagles? That's the whole thing. On January 8th, is a year change over with. It would it be a new Saints in the new year? I doubt that, but we'll see. Those new year changes, can they feel good about themselves with all of the positive affirmations of the new years being said? This could be something more positive when you speak about the year changing and it has an astronomical effect on, you know, uh, uh, on mindsets of the team. So, you know, I caution to throw that little spiritual element into it, too, when you talk about uh, teams that's, that are playing bad or uh, are attempting to galvanize Saints win two in a row. Certain factors are planned for you to win games in a row that wasn't there previously because they couldn't consistently put it together. Could they put three together? Very unique time. That's a January the first game of a new year. Can they galvanize and take some of that spiritual newness of coming to the new year plan better, being a better person, all this kind of rhetoric, which is not really rhetoric. It's all positive. If you can add it into what you're doing as a person and stay consistent to implement it, you can have a lot of success. Could the Saints capitalize off of that energy against the Eagles is the big question. So we'll see, man, at the end of the day. Because I really didn't think they can win two games in a row, but they did. And to this point, let's listen to this little thing right here. This is the for people who don't know, who said people rarely fire coaches. Uh, and within the first year, for those who don't know, the Denver Broncos just got rid of Nathan Nathaniel Hackett. What I call they, they put the hatchet to Hackett. <laughs> I don't really want to laugh about the man getting fired. But when you this is a performance based business. And when you don't do what you're supposed to do. They gon' they took a hatchet to, to Nathan Hackett. Listen to what they had to say. Football reports say the Broncos have fired Coach Nathaniel Hackett. Not not surprising, not surprising. Listen, when we talk about a situation, the ownership gave 
Russell Wilson, that huge contract, it's easier to get rid of the coach than it is to the player. Clearly, the scheme, whatever the case may be as far as why Russell Wilson has played so terribly bad this year, it's easier to get rid of the coach than it is to get rid of the player. I mean, it's shocking. It's shocking what has transpired. Oh, let me pause with Big Woody said. He said it is easier to get rid of the coach than to get rid of the player. And he making that in comparison to um, getting rid of Russell Wilson versus just getting rid of Paul Hackett's boy and getting him on the body there. So they just made the decision. And of course, this was a new ownership group that bought the Denver uh, club. Uh, and I think they're Walmart based. Some of these people are Walmart uh, uh, people or related to that family that bought the Denver Broncos for some ridiculous amount of money. So they bought them during the year. So they didn't have the same loyalty to keep on that the saints do, you know, and like I said, every group differs because you have people at the top and you have an owner at the top that relies heavily on people that was picked by her, her transitioned husband of Tom Benson. When he left, he left this structure and I don't. I think she's the type of woman that would that wouldn't dare upset the structure that gave the Saints wins for so long because that was the wishes of her transition husband. So with that being said, if anything happens, it would have to. She would it have to be just really bad for her to step in and start saying, "Listen, that in the third, because she's been around football, been around Tom Benson, but she leaves a lot of that stuff." to guys like not even David Lucia, who's just the guy that just the money, man, that's the guy that look at all the receipts, make sure everything is adding up correctly. You know, he's the, you know, and then there's a marketing staff and then there's Mickey Loomis, who is the highest football brain in the organization. And so far as what's going on on the field, Mickey's been around for years. So he would have to be the one that would motivate Gail if not the opposite way of if people are not getting pressure or letting Gail know they're not happy about it, about this coach from the other side. And that's what me, and that's why I was saying it's a different effect because they have a different structure. That matchup, I actually watched the game, the, um, the Broncos against the Rams. It was just the middle game of, uh, of Sunday. And that was horrible. Russell Wilson was awful in that game. I mean, Russell Wilson looked like he ain't know how to play football. He did. He was holding the ball too long. He had check downs that he simply wouldn't throw to. He was forcing the ball up the field and triple coverage, overthrowing people. He was doing everything he could uh, in the game to me uh, to look terrible. I mean, even with simple plays, when you just check it down or throw it away, he, he was just keeping the ball, getting sacked, just looking terrible. And to a degree, Russell Wilson know that they can't cut me. They can't trade me because they once they traded for me and gave up all that draft capital, they put all this money on me. 200 million something odd dollars over several years. You're not, you can't trade me because nobody ain't going to want me and you can't cut me. So I'm, you know, so this is a situation. I don't think this is Russell doing this. Like Russell, you know, got the man fired, you know, intentionally. I don't think so. Cause I don't think Russell Wilson would do that based on the type of nice guy he is. I don't know if what he looks like the other way around, but in terms of him having a mean streak, but he played whether or not he was intending to do it or not, he did it. His play was so awful that they fired this freaking guy. They fired him. The team was fussing at him, going off on him. They didn't believe in Russell. Wilson looked awful, 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 awful. And that game, the people got cooked in that game, 50-something to whatever it was. It was ridiculous. Let's finish up. Fired in Denver this year. Really is. I, I, listen, I, I, didn't, I didn't think 
Russell Wilson would ever play as bad as that we've seen him play this year. Is that system? Is that player? Is that, I mean, you're talking about a Hall of Famer now in Seattle and to drop off to the point where the game, I mean, but, it was in that. But here's, here's the thing. I think, I actually think it's the player. Mm. Why in the world would a team get rid of a franchise quarterback if they didn't know something and feel like they didn't have something up their sleeve to replace him? You don't give away franchise quarterbacks. You don't trade away franchise quarterbacks. You don't do that. And Pete Carroll and company knew that they had to move on from Russell Wilson. And who has the last laugh right right now? The Seattle Seahawks. That's true. And and I, I agree with Woody every bit on that. If you got a franchise quarterback that you know is hitting on something, you won't trade them uh, on out there. And, and we knew Seattle, what they were doing. Now they're setting themselves up to have a top pick where they'll have several really good quarterbacks that'll be within the range of what they can start to rebuild with Pete, Car- uh, Pete uh, Carroll up there in Seattle. So getting from up under Russell Wilson and finally getting him uh, traded to, uh, you know, outside of the conference to Denver and they may look like they're having a last laugh right now, but you know, this is interesting on so many fronts because even though this is the Denver side of things, the reality is that this does shine anytime an NFL coach get fired after one year. This is proof positive. He was fired with just four wins and 11 losses. Now Dennis Allen is six and nine right now with two games remaining. And regardless, the only way you justify and I'm not justifying. I want him fired, but the Saints, but that I'm saying justify keeping him, is if he takes the, he finished with two wins, at eight and nine, and what kind of whatever strange way Tampa loses, uh, two games, and then the Saints win the final two against the number one team in the NFC right now in the Eagles coming up next week, this week, and then against the uh, motivated Carolina club that's not going to be a pushover. Carolina playing really well right now under Steve Wilkes. They're playing with a team with heart and and they're being consistent. He's installed discipline and accountability there uh, to that squad. And speaking of Steve Wilkes, he was a guy that was fired after one year by the Arizona Cardinals for Cliff Kingsbury, who's about to get fired over there this year. So you see how karma comes around. So Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Very interesting. So it does happen. This is another case book study. Now, Denver's been terrible. They've missed the playoffs seven straight years or something like that, which is awful. The Saints, a team we lost, we missed the playoffs last year by nine and seven. But the reality is the Saints have never fielded a team this poor uh, in a while, six and nine, etc. And this team is actually a team that's supposed to be better than last year's team. And the Saints are sitting up here at six and nine. Now, Woody said it was the player on that situation and I, and versus the coach. In this situation, I would have to say it's the coach. The coach is, is not – he is a guy – uh, that is having difficulty, great difficulty handling the business of being a head coach. And it shows with only six wins versus nine losses. And and I just went over the schedule family. Most of those damn games we just covered and we talked about when I was going down that schedule was winnable games. The Minnesota Viking game in London, winnable game. The, uh, the both Tampa Bay games, especially the second game, were winnable games. The Baltimore game was a winnable game. The Pittsburgh Steelers game. How do you lose to the Steelers? Well, a rookie quarterback was a winnable game. You see, the San Francisco 49er game was a winnable game. All the Saints had to do was score two touchdowns. They supposedly averaged 20 something yard, uh, 20 something points a game. They didn't get the offense gave us nothing that game. And Dennis Allen still didn't do a QB change in the matchup to kind of spur the offense. See? So at the end of the day, we left games out there. To, we had games in our possession and allowed these games to completely just be blown away from us. The, you know, and really, like I said, nine and six is being conservative. The Saints should be a 10 win team at least right now based on some of those games where the Saints just gave the game away. They just imploded, you know. Like the 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 the, the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers game, the Saints had that game all the way up until the final three minutes, then allowed them people to score. What was it? Sixteen points? Thirteen? No, thirteen points in a row. Two drives to help them beat the Saints and sweep the Saints on the back end of the season. If you want to look at why they're not making the playoffs, and it comes down to one game, that's the game, the Tampa Bay game, the second game. When the Saints were leading that game the whole way and then at with three minutes left, gave up 13 points to allow the Buccaneers to sweep them on the back end. That's what I'm talking about. That massive implosion then going. Then after that happened, him coming out and not making any changes, keep doing the same thing. And that's another thing. He's not a visionary. He's a guy that's stuck on stupid. And I really can't stand those dudes because they're not good at receiving fresh information and adjusting. And you can't be like that in the NFL. You got to adjust the same problems Atlanta having with Arthur Smith. He's a dinosaur. He's a dinosaur. You have to be able to adjust and keep it moving. And Dennis Allen is not a new, fresh coach. Dennis Allen's an old coach. Dennis Allen was a fresh coach 10 years ago when he was with the Raiders and he was a stale fresh coach because he didn't do nothing with them in the two and a half years that he was there. So he's not a new coach to this system and scheme. And that's what I'm looking for. Somebody, you don't have to be a veteran. I mean, an old coach, but somebody or a younger coach, but somebody with the ability to have concepts to understand how to move the ball offensively, you know, to be imaginative, you know, and 
a disciplinarian, a guy that is a good communicator, a motivator, a guy somebody takes seriously. You know, that type, that's who I would like to have as the Saints' next head coach, you know, to sit on top of the team. Not Sean Payton, because I don't I think Payton's time is done with the Saints. But at the end of the day, Dennis Allen is most certainly not my pick. So when you talk about brains inside of the NFL or in particular, the Saints organization. You got an owner that doesn't know everything about football, relying on people that her dead husband set up. And then, of course, you have Lucia, who's the money man. You know, he, 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 the corporations call him and they set up deals to be the official toothpaste of the New Orleans Saints or whatever bull job they won't do. You know, they talk to him and he sees about the deals. They meet with him, he take you out to lunch and all this kind of madness. And then the biggest basket or the highest basket of football, excuse me, brain in the Saints organization is uh, Mickey Loomis. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll be me, Q. Yeah, yeah, that guy. Dennis uh, Dennis Allen's boss is Mickey Loomis. And we seen this picture somebody showed on Twitter of Mickey Loomis coming out and hugging uh, Dennis Allen after the win, like they won the damn the, the NFC South. I said, what kind of madness is this? You know, did anybody see that picture of Dennis Allen being hugged by Mickey Loomis? Let me see if I can pull that up for y'all. I'm like, you, you, you people don't understand. Hold on. Let me see if I can pull that picture up. Somebody probably deleted it. It was so, it was a picture they showed. I'm probably not going to be able to find it, but it was a picture of them guys, him with his arms held out, walking up to Dennis Allen to give him a hug. And I'm like, what kind of madness is this, man? What kind of madness is this where we are watching this guy hug this guy? This guy's six and nine, Mickey. Bro, if you took you, you taking your uh, your energy meds were well, you in a food coma, you know, because the reality is you don't run up and hug that man. That man is a six and nine head coach, bro. You done gave away several games. What's, what, what are we doing here? And that right there, when I seen that happen, that made me understand that these people are out of touch with the street. So as such, we have to remind them where they need to come back to and where they're getting it. And you're not getting your money from Lucia. You're not getting your money from Mickey Loomis. You're not getting you're getting it from us. So unless you move in, we don't really implement this type of power unless it's in dire situation. Remember, we didn't do this until uh, before Katrina, when they were making all these asinine uh, requests to, to build a brand new. They wanted the state to build a brand new open air football stadium right next to the river where war lumber used to be. He wanted to buy that, acquire that and build. I said, an open air. What, what, what you said? Fool. Do you not know where you are? You are in the city of new Orleans. Who going to sit up in an open air stadium with 50, 50 something thousand people and it rain and how hot it is. Is you a fool? A open air stadium for real? Dude, them people slammed that down so fast. It was ridiculous, man. A open air stadium for him to do. Use your own damn money. But the reality is after that happened, then Katrina came in and was back and forth. And then next thing you know, they had a reason to use the funds to rebuild like they wanted to. And they really did it, too. They rebuilt it and upgraded it where they can make more money. They basically gutted it and started all over with the plans and created this and went deep into the the uh, design of the building. And they really we worked the dome and they still to this day. 
uh, are doing it and they still got a few renovations left where they're going to open up with this stuff. And I showed y'all the videos of it, but that's all off of you. And they really planning on next year to be a big year for them to really make big time cake off of those renovations and get all of the concession revenue, all of the ticket money and everything else, not pay any taxes or pay, pay very little taxes or whatever and make it. So we let them do all that. How, I mean, we let them do all of that, that I said, they even overcharge you on the food in the building. You got to pay two or three, two times what the stuff is actually worked three times what the clothes is worked and being made over there overseas. We let them do all that to us. And then one thing we do require for them to have a coach with some balls in the brain and they're going to buck you on that. I say hell to the no, no, no. Hell to the no, no, no. I'll let you get away with everything. And maybe it's time for us to stop letting them get away with everything because they damn sure ain't letting us get away with nothing. <laughs> I say what's good for the goose is good for the gander, baby. Baby, listen to me, baby. Baby, that's balance, baby. Let me tell you something. Baby, what's good for the goose, baby, is good for the gander. Let me tell you something, baby. Baby, I can't get no tax breaks, baby. Baby, they not giving me no skyscraper, baby. Way up in the sky, baby. Way up in the sky, baby. They got Benson Tower, baby. Right there by the dome, baby. Baby, did you hear me? Baby, that ain't Reverend Saint on top of there, baby. That's Benson on there, baby. Baby, they get the clothes, baby. All the money. They get the tickets, baby. All the money. They get all the food, baby. All the money, baby, everything they get, baby, tax breaks, baby, they got it, baby, baby, let me tell you something, baby, I can't get that, baby, baby, I went to the drugstore, baby, told them, baby, give me a break on some of that henny, baby, you know what they told Reverend Saint, baby, full price, baby, let me tell you something, baby, baby, let me tell you something, full price, baby, I said, baby, I built a dome with my tax money, baby, baby, they looked at me and told, you know what they told me, baby, baby, go to the dome and get your liquor, baby, 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 they don't sell no liquor in the dome, baby. Baby, let me tell you something. Baby, I was highly insulted, baby. Baby, let me tell you something. Baby, we let them get away with everything. That's the bottom line. It's time for us to start kicking some power back on these people, man. It's time. <laughs> Shout out to you, man. Tremal, thank you, bro. Says Q, don't, don't be surprised they're setting up to be another Matt Rule situation. Let me tell you something, bro. We're going to do everything that we can to prevent that, bro. And I'm, I'm asking who that's. The messages out there to ride with us on this one. The great saying thing tank to ride with me on this one. The only way you lay up off the guy is if you give him a really good chance is if he some kind of way gets the team to the playoffs. That's the only fair scenario that you would go with for them justifying that. And I'll be like, OK, I see that he got you to the plus because you wasn't there last year. So it's hard to buck against that logic because like this dude ain't taking you to no playoffs. But if he gets you to the playoffs this year where we couldn't get last year. Man, it, you know, I would have to lay off a little bit. I would, I have to keep it real. I'm real, man. I would have to lay off him a little bit and let him make it. But I don't think that happens. I don't think they beat the Eagles. I, I don't think they beat the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers are playing some really good football right now. I'm keeping it real with you. They're playing really well right now. The Eagles is the best team in, in the NFC. Jalen Hurst had a, and then they just coming off a loss to the Cowboys. They're coming off a loss to the Cowboys. So they're going to be extra motivated Beyond those things that I mentioned, the NFC uh, NFC East title and the NFC South uh, crown uh, getting that number one ranking in the in the first round uh, chill to buy and plus beating the Saints to get a higher draft pick being that they're on the 2023 selection. Besides all of that, I still say that the, the, uh, the it's going to be difficult for the Saints. 
But anyway, it, we'll see how it all plays, man. Two games left to go. We're going to have fun regardless. All right, so with that being said, let me do a quick recap here. We went over Dennis Allen, listened to him spew around a bit about the win on uh, Saturday against the Browns in cold conditions. We also played Dennis Allen's locker room speech. He was cussing on there. And really, I've seen a big uh, celebratory situation. Like, they all came in and started celebrating when they were giving love to the equipment manager, not so much Dennis Allen. So, I'm like, damn. They gonna they get buck for the equipment manager. Might as well make him the guy over the t- <laughs> damn. All right, report Eagles Jalen Hurts will push to play versus Saints despite shoulder injury. We went over this one from the Bleacher Report. We talked about the importance of that having Jalen Hurts as opposed to Gardner Minshew in there against the Saints. But if the Saints get to him and rattle him up. That can stall his development, can hurt him, and it can ultimately hurt the Eagles' chances. So they got to be very smart about this thing because we can get to you. We might not sack you, but we can at least pop you and knock you down. Get a, you know, I ain't saying we're going to look to hurt Jalen Hurts because I'm not advocating for that, but it is football after all, man. And some guy grab him around his shoulders and pull him down, that can that can cause some problems. So they better they better think about that. And then, of course, Saints update playoff scenario with Bob Rose dropping it from the Saints News Network gave us all the particulars about that. So everybody should be in the clear about the playoff scenarios over the next couple of weeks uh, going out toward the end of the season. The file naysayers that said that most teams, the teams don't fire coaches after one year. Daniel Hackett just got canned by the Denver Broncos after a four and 11 start. Uh, they canned him, fired him after one year. So I told you all this stuff happens. This stuff happens all the time when people don't see the team responding. They see they see the team needing to go in a different direction. They're visionary and they pull the they pull the the plug, you know, pull the plug now, get the guy out of there and let's start looking for people going ahead. So, and for a family Ms. X make you you think the Broncos could be some place where the, the Sean Payton goes? I don't think so because the Broncos are lacking the trade capital that we need. They just gave up a bunch of their trade capital to acquire Russell Wilson. So I don't think the Browns will be a good choice for us to do business with in trading Sean Payton to. You know, you look at the I would love to send them to the Rams because we're well, not to the Rams, to the Chargers. Maybe we can get something out of them from that side. Plus, it puts them in the AFC wherever you want to send Sean Payton. It can't be in the NFC. Don't send them to the Cowboys unless we get a King's ransom for him. Don't send them to the Carolina Panthers unless you fleece them. You get a clean, a King's ransom and picks and players to get him over there. So, you know, but really from an ideal standpoint, you want to pack and ship Payton outside of the NFC to the AFC and the Chargers seem like a place that he want to go. If they get rid of their coach, if, you know, we'll see what the Rams are working with. I know the Rams draft capital situation ain't looking all that good either. But, you know, if you're looking for the Chargers, they might have something you're looking for in terms of draft capital, even though they look like they're going to be a playoff team. So they draft their first round picks going to be a little, in, you know, down there in the late, later 20s or something like that. But me personally, I'm trying to send Peyton to a team that makes the most sense, you know, in, in terms of me getting the most picks. And if it's got to be inside the NFC, I'm going to fleece these NFC teams if they want Peyton. The Arizona Cardinals are definitely going to come a knock it for Sean Peyton. The, the Denver Broncos will come inquiring. They're going to try to throw money at him because that's the Walmart group that own the Broncos. So they got money to boin, like old Kirby said from Dead Presidents. So this is the thing. Whoever we send them, it's got, I was, you know, rather it be an AFC team, but if it's an NFC team, we're going to fleece you, baby. Baby, we're going to take play. We're going to take P 
picks, multiple first round picks, multiple second round picks. You got to rebuild yourself using the coach and moving forward. We have to have a vision and I'd rather have a new coach on top of this thing. So with that being said, all right, so with that being said, that was everything, man, that I got to give for y'all, man. That's all I got for tonight. Listen, I'm going to go on over to the Pelican postgame report. The Pels are playing tonight against the Pacers. The Pace, of course, the Pels are without Zion Williamson, without Dyson Daniels, without uh, somebody else. Shit, they're without a bunch of people. It's going to be difficult for them to beat the Pacers tonight, but we'll see. Crazy things have happened. So with that being said, I'm going to get out on that. Please feel free, family, to hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. Shout out to a bunch of new subscribers of the coma. Michelle Carmier, shout out to Michelle. Fawan, shout out to you. Ernesto, shout out to you. Ernesto Ponce. Uh, Tiki, uh, Tiki5041, shout out to you. Your boy8887, shout out to you. Christelle Headington, shout out to you. High Noon, shout out to you as well. Big ups to you. Uh, Ultra Volva, shout out to you. Brother Derek Branch, shout out to Brother Derek Branch and Strike 7, shout out to him, subscribe to his channel. Felix Winsbury, shout out to you uh, as well. And once again, shout out to Brother Prime and Brother Maul for the super chat as well. Uh, And also family, feel free, like I said, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, hit the share button, share the show on your social media feed. Also feel free to check out the Pro Shops link in the description section below. All right. All right, Derek. No, you're not, Derek. You're not new, bro. <laughs> no, Derek White is not new. No, bro. You've been around the block, bro. We, we <laughs> Shout out to you, man. Shout out to you. What's up, Sean? Sean says trade him to Arizona because their first rounder is looking really right. That, that's the point. We got to get more than that number one pick, bro. We got to get a couple of picks. Remember the um, the uh, the uh, Chucky trade and that's something that we got to go back to because people like to always say there is no I don't heard writers say this and I'm like man are you kidding me there is a there is a presence that that was already set in NFL uh, coaching trades and one of the more is is John Gruden's his trade the John Gruden trade let me see if I can get that on the screen that sent him to the Buccaneers from the Raiders that was a trade that was one that let me put it up on screen for you. Let me bring you back in the way back machine. Here it is right here. All right. So this is the, the trade that sent. And remember, this is John Gruden before he won the Super Bowl. They got all of this for John Gruden before he won the Super Bowl because he won the Super Bowl later that year because his team, the Raiders, his former team, played his new team. And then we, we did a whole little report on TSC Unleashed where Barrett Robbins, the center that you know, ran off to Mexico and got drunk and mixed the game because they changed the game plan to benefit the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think Dwight, the defensive back that I I played the interview for, he talked about it and several other players on the Raiders side and the Buccaneers side said that was one of the most rigged games that ever was. And I have to agree with them. They changed their whole game plan to benefit Tampa Bay winning that game. Even the Tampa Bay players say they knew their plays before they even ran them. That's how they were able to beat them that bad. So, I mean, we talk about the game is heavily manipulated. Now, they can't be totally controlled, but it's heavily manipulated and a lot of manipulation happens. My my theory is, and there are books on it, through the referees. That's how they manipulate the games, through the referees and then 
Back in the day, they used players. That's what Magic Johnson got caught up from back in the day. Michael got caught up in that too. So if y'all want to know the inside baseball on that, you might want to look that up. But some of them players was getting doing what they call point shaving. Hot Rod Williams, one of the great from Tulane, got caught up in point shaving. So they got certain players, not all of them, because if all of them knew, then they would blow the whistle with destroy it. So it's only ones that they trust with that move, with doing that, they do that. Now, are they still point shavers in today's game? You better believe it. Who they are, you go and look and find out. But anyway, let's go back to this. If you go back to this, this is the deal that got the Bucks Gruden. Look at it. The Raiders received two first-round picks, two second-round picks, and $8 million in cash for John Gruden. You, you see that? Let me Let me kind of put that on screen. That's what they gave up to get John Gruden. And remember, this was pre, this was pre Super Bowl John Gruden. This was pre Super Bowl's John Gruden. He didn't even win the Super Bowl yet, and they gave up two first round picks, two seconds, and $8 million for this dude. He ain't win the Super Bowl to that later on that year when he got with them and they won. But this this is what's going on. This was this was what it'll be built on. That idea is okay. So you mean to tell me that the Saints can't get two first round picks, two second round picks, and a player and some money for Sean Payton, a guy with a Super Bowl ring? Dude, when they tell you stuff like, man, we ain't gonna get no two picks for him. We only gonna get one. You a fool? This is what it's based on, and this is what they use. This is the floor in which you work from. So, yes, Sean Payton could get more than what the Raiders got for John Gruden without a Super Bowl ring. I keep emphasizing that he didn't have the ring yet. He got the ring after the trade. He got traded to the team that he won the ring with in his first season. So this was a John Gruden without a ring. So there you go. All right. So with that being said, fam, I'm going to get out on that. I appreciate y'all, man. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the notification bell as as well. Share the show's links on your social media feed. And uh, listen, we're going to be back on the flip side and holler at you on the next stream for our family members. Um, It'll be, be, we'll be popping up on our Tuesday Patreon stream for our family members tomorrow as well. So with that being said, I'm getting on out. Who that to you and out. Listen, I'm a who that. I'm a who that. Long as I'm living, I'm a who that. Lose or winning, I'm a who that. Sports coma, yeah, this is where we do that. 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 Boogie like this, and I'm a who that. I'm a who that. Sports coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Somebody please better help. Running this thing like Elf. Thank God every day I'm not a felt. Go to YouTube live with Big Q and the guys. If you ain't ride or die, the bandwagon get flipped. Been marching in, that was way for the ring. I was yelling out your shame for the championship. Fucking on town, duck down. Falcons pluck, get shut down. Panthers ain't much touchdown. The vision really belong to us now. So much hate on the Saints, you can probably tell. Ever since Bounty Gate hit the NFL, when things seem fishy, then you probably smell. The crooked referees are Roger Goodell. Yeah. Like this, and I'm a who that. Every day I'm living, I'm a who that. 
News on winning, I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that. Boogie like this, and I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. merch to support the platform. Available at the Pro Shops, we have dozens of hundreds of products available for you and your family. Unisex tees for men and women, hoodies and sweatshirts, tank tops, kids and baby items, long sleeve tees, mugs, pillows, wall art, bath bedding, face masks, phone cases, stickers, bags, fanny packs, socks, hats, and many other items. Please feel free to check out the Pro Shops. The link is in the description section below. And remember, it helps the platform continue to grow. Check out the Pro Shop and who that's it. Daily.com. That's right, the Who That Daily.com. Your one-stop shop for everything New Orleans Saints, New Orleans Pelican, LSU Tigers, even the top flight boxing. So if you're a Who That and you're looking for a place to stay up on your team, Who That Daily.com is your site. The Who That Daily.com for the sport Who That. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.